Good morning, Joe. August winding down here. Indeed. A fun Labor Day weekend. It's pretty, pretty amazing. It really is hard to believe. We say it every year, but um, it does seem to go by very, very, very quickly. The older we get, the faster it goes, at least from my perspective. That's <laughs> so true. Uh, and, of course, thoughts are turning to uh, to back to school. And are we ready here in Quincy? Indeed, we are. I know that the superintendent, uh, Mulvey, his team, Deputy Superintendent uh, Aaron Perkins, uh, they work very hard making all the adjustments. And You know, you got to look at positions to be filled, who's retiring, who's leaving, for whatever reason. Um, and then you look at class size at the schools, what kind of movement does it need to be to make adjustments with teachers at different locations to keep the, the class size to the appropriate size. Um, so, you know, and then, of course, public buildings doing a number of projects in the schools all summer. The stuff they can't really do while the kids are in school. So a lot of preparation goes in uh, to get ready for school opening right after Labor Day. A lot of uh, communities, as you know, do have uh, many openings um, in public service and public safety in general. How is Quincy faring? Yeah, we're, we're starting to see that challenge, Joe. Um, the school side, obviously, we're having some challenges with bus drivers and, and some of the positions like that. I mean, that's no different than anywhere else. Uh, I know that, you know, years ago, people were lined up for city jobs, such as truck drivers and laborers and so forth, and it's getting harder and harder to find truck drivers, meaning people that, you know, have the CDL license and have some, some experience, and um, we're seeing that becoming a challenge. I mean, Tree Ward and Chris Haywood had left us uh, to go with Eversource. He got a big raise, good for him, but we've interviewed several people and had three job offers out there, and then they withdrew. And um, So it's, it's, it's challenging right now in the job place. I, I, I don't understand why... Uh, Congress can't get their act together on a immigration policy that makes sense for our nation. Uh, we've got jobs open all across this country that we can't fill. Uh, I know of a little girl, uh, I shouldn't say a little girl, a young woman, became as a young girl, um, went to Quincy College, went to VU, uh, hired by a Boston finance firm, but her she couldn't get in the, uh, the job, the lottery for for workers' visas. Uh, the company was sponsoring her. They need people in these jobs and just leave our country i mean who's a better american than half well i shouldn't say that than the number of people i know um so you know we got some work to do as a country we're so caught up in the in the uh the extremism left right wackiness and uh, the day-to-day stuff i mean what makes us so successful as a nation for the last century and a half was our immigration policy i mean it was the immigrants that came over and uh, helped build this country really in every respect, Quincy, they were in the granite industry and the shipbuilding industry. and um, So, you know, I, I think that's going to have to be something that's looked at seriously. I mean, I know there's a debate on the border in the South, and I do think we should have a secure border. But maybe we go back to the Ellis Island style, and people come in legally, and they're, and they're given a physical, and they have to have a sponsor, and, and uh, they get a number when they come in, and they can't all go to the urban areas right out of the box so that there's no particular burden. I mean, there's... I can't believe that we don't have the minds that can sit at the table in D.C. and come up with a policy that makes sense for this country and get it done. Hmm. Interesting. Do you think that uh, the higher institutions in this country are, you know, helping to model new employees for the future? Oh, well, that's, that's, that, we could go on and on on that one for <laughs> probably an hour, Joe. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that 
for so long in this country, the you know, uh, kids were told if you don't go to college, you're a failure. And a lot of young people went to college with a lot of debt and come out and we're getting forty, fifty thousand dollars jobs, jobs that don't cover their debt. And there's nothing wrong with working a trade. There's nothing wrong with working with your hands. And uh, we're seeing a little resurgence in that. I know that in Quincy Public Schools, we did hire a gentleman at each high school to work with those kids that kind of fall in the cracks that not sure what they want to do. They don't really want college. And quite frankly, the education system, I'm not picking on anyone in particular, kind of turned their nose down on kids unless they were going off to college. So now we're connecting with the various trades, 103, the electricians, the plumbers, sheet metal. We're connecting these kids coming right out of school. Mm-hmm. And uh, these are good jobs. <laughs> They're real good jobs. And military as well. We, we have the uh, recruiters in for opportunities for kids uh, to serve in the military. And that, that paves the way for them to get education later, money, or help to buy a house, or uh, help to help them with a, an exam points for civil service or police and fire. I mean, there's a lot of options out there than just, now this, this, I'm not doubting school at all, Joe. That's mm-hmm. not my point. But I do think there are many ways for young people to succeed. They don't have to all go off to a four-year school. Yeah. Do um, do the Quincy schools need to kind of readjust? Do you think uh, and the guidance counselors at least uh, to, to? Well, that's why we added those two jobs. Yeah. I think we're doing that. I, I think there is a recognition that uh, we have to do that um, for the benefit of our young people. I mean, you know, you, I know public school systems like the brag at graduation time. Well, eighty-seven percent went on to four-year colleges. Ten percent went off to community colleges. That's great, but you know, at the end of the day, what's the success rate? Some of these kids don't finish in college. They leave early. They're, they're you know, confused. They're not really sure what they want. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, I think we've got some work to do, but I think we're, we've are made some good adjustments in, in our public schools to help kids figure it out. And uh, there's plenty of opportunity out there, um, and college doesn't have to be uh, the case for some kids. Mm-hmm. I know the partnerships uh, between the public schools and Quincy College are strong and, and growing to that to that end. That's exactly right, and, and that's, you know, one of the good things about Quincy College would be doing more of that, uh, particularly the life science biotech program and things. You know, it, 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 they get a skill right out of the box. There's particular certain training that these young people get that then they can go right into a job. Um, and I'm not, again, I'm not doubting liberal arts education or, or college in general, but this, you know, with Quincy College, there's more of a relevance to you succeeding right out of the box, whether it's a nursing program, specific training, with certain programs that lead to jobs right away. Um, so I think the college is going to be uh, pivoting and doing more of that in the coming years um, to meet that need out there. Hmm. Speaking of a job opening, I know there is one in your office for a liaison for diversity, equity, and inclusion. How's that search going? Yeah, actually, I asked my chief of staff yesterday. He told me they've only had one application, and that has been posted at a number of sites. Um, so we'll, uh, I don't know if the deadline is passed or if it's this week, but, um, we're going to take a good look at that resume if there's only one and I'll certainly interview and, and see where it leads. Um, but I know we're having some trouble and filling some other jobs right now. So I guess this is no different than some of the other areas. Sure. Mayor, what's become, um, unfortunately, I think an annual tradition tomorrow night, the annual uh, candlelight vigil to remember those lost to overdose. I know it's an issue that's, uh, close to your heart has been since you be- became in office. Yeah, it continues to be a real frustration. Um, and I, you know, I, it, it's just it's just so heartbreaking. I see family after family that 
You go back 50 years, Joe, and it was kind of a stereotypical family, a dysfunctional family, kid gets messed up, but, you know, this this has touched um, every family in some way, whether it's immediate family, distant family, neighbor, and, um, I, you know, I think we can do a better job as a nation. You know, one of the issues with the southern border is is the fentanyl, and um, mm-hmm. fentanyl is killing thousands across this country in, in every year. I think more people died of fentanyl last year than people died in the Vietnam War. Mm. Um, you know, fentanyl-laced drugs, and, and it's uh, it's really disheartening. And, and as we know, all a kid has to do is make one bad choice one time at a party or something. That could kill them, or they get on a track of they can't get off of this stuff, and, and it eventually leads to very unpleasant life and or death. And uh, so, yeah, tomorrow night we... We have a, a vigil in front of City Hall. Laura Martin, my coordinator for my substance abuse uh, division, leads it for us. And the names are all listed on a video, those we've lost. Um, and it's not limited to the past year, but mm-hmm. uh, last several years. And I know it's a meaningful night for a number of families. It just kind of helps them cope and remember their loved one. Um, it's a tough, tough issue, Joe. Absolutely, and unfortunately, we've seen the return now in Boston of mass and cast, so it's it's not going away anytime soon. No, that's right. That's right. It's a combination to drug abuse, mental health issues, homelessness. You know, you add it all up, and, and uh, we're, we're a great society, but we have some work to do. On a more uh, positive note, on the Hancock-Adams Common this coming Saturday, the uh, Quincy Symphony Orchestra, Quincy Choral Society are putting on a great show. Indeed. I mean, uh, I've never been unimpressed with Quincy Symphony or Quincy <laughs> Coral. Uh, I mean, a bunch of local folks that have some real talent and gifts, whether it's playing an instrument or the gift of song with a beautiful voice. And it's a great take. I encourage people to get up there and enjoy it. Um, just just good stuff. And those folks that can't get away, a lot of people go away for Liberty Day weekend, but those that don't, looking for something to do, it, it really is a great take right in front of the old town hall uh, at the Hancock Adams Common, and uh, there'll be some seating up there, but you're encouraged to bring your own lunch here. Yeah, it's just uh, one of many, many free events that have really been very, very popular over the summertime right there on the Common, and I know that uh, was the goal uh, from the outset of that project. Yes, we've got a lot of great feedback on that from families across the city. Um, It is convenient for people, it's a beautiful venue, and it's free, so it's good stuff. Mayor, always appreciate your time, and uh, we will talk to you in September. Sounds good. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Thank you. Yep, bye-bye. Yeah. Quincy Mayor Thomas Koch, our weekly City Hall update here on AM Quincy.